What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two Line Music Cuts Entertainment Report podcast. And tonight, we have a 90s dancehall column in the building. Listen, this man brought you When I Hold You Tonight, Traffic Blocking, Mr. Do It Nice, Penis, Bodyguard. Listen, this man has hits after hits from back then until right now. You know we have in the building today? We have General Degree in the building today. What's going on, Big Boss? Yo, what's going on, brother? I'm excellent yourself. Yeah, man, yeah, man. Still holding yeah. on, huh? Understand. Thank you so very much for joining us on the program this morning here. Yeah, man. All right, here. All right, so let's get into your body of work because you, wow, you have hit after hit for such a long time. So let's just go through it and see what's going on. So right now, the beginning, let's go right to the beginning. When it came to music, how did you get into music, and where did you grow up in the first place? Were you even influenced by music? Well, I, I grew up in Manly for Manchester. Mm-hmm. Um, used to hear my father and mother they, in the church, so you know, the singing was always around. So you, you emulate certain type of singing, and you hear your sisters singing to your, your elder sisters. And um, it, it, I guess it, it, it was just like an inborn thing because... You just naturally just love it and naturally find yourself just doing certain stuff that is effortless. You know, you just, you know, you hear somebody do something, you just do it too, and it's done just as good, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I just think it was just one of those things where they say music found me, you know? Yeah. You didn't go looking for it. It came looking for you. Yeah. Got you. All right. And what was actually the first thing? How did you get into music? Did you come in as a singer, as a DJ, singing on songs? What were some of the first things you did getting into? Well, music? first, I, I, I thought I used to just sing, DJ, everything I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. I used to love both of them. That is why, if you look, listen to most of my songs, I sound like I'm singing. Although I'm, D, I'm a DJ, but I, I wanted to do both. So um, you used to listen. The grades, as a little youth, I always have a transistor radio under my pillow at night time. Yeah. Always listening music, like putting me to bed then. Mm-hmm. Listening to the FM stations and just loving that kind of stereo sound that you hear. And, you know, just going to bed listening to some music. But listening to Yellowman, Lone Ranger in the early stages was very interesting. Josie Wheel, those Toragraph, um cassettes and, and even record because I used to put some of those um things on recording and on, on record like mm-hmm. some of the stereograph Josie Wheel. So you know you always like those things till you know everything started to change and you're getting older and you start to maybe want to be a DJ and you started to hear other DJs like Papa Son, Professor Notes, Luton and Stitchy. That's later on though, you know? And you know you just you just wanted to be a DJ too. Yeah. Mm. All, all right. Did you think or did you actually, when coming in, did you actually start DJing on songs or you were strictly a recording artist or you started doing stage shows? What were some of the first things you started to do? It's between sound system as a, as a small sound system in the country. Very mm-hmm. wonderful. I mean, I used to, I dropped out of school when I was very young mm-hmm. and I went to, came to Kingston and I, you know, I was there, I was doing my music. I got more, more opportunity to do, to be my car. I was mostly by myself when I was staying with a relative. And he had a component set. So I used to play 
and DJ, especially on the, 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 um, the taxi rhythm, Sly and Robbie taxi rhythm. I used to sing a lot on that and, you know, DJ a lot on that, just playing the rhythm and DJing. And um, um, yeah, at that time I met, I met Capleton and, and um, Major Mackerel in Papine where they, was, they, they, they never bust yet, put it away. Okay. I just knew them because I used to hang out in Papine. Um, and then I used to meet a Macquill, it's just a cable town. And then, you know, for a few years I was living in Kingston because I came from my level. Then I went back to my level. At that time, I was fairly very good. People in the area where I used to stay up by Mona side here used to rate me and used to call me young general. That time, General Trees was, was like the number one. So they used to call me the young general trees, mm-hmm. you know, and General tools, they used to call me all kind of general, general, till the general got stuck on me. Got yeah, so the general was there because before that, I used to call myself Champion Irie. You know, some names I used to give myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, so uh, I think I even had cassette after that where I, I said Champion Irie. I just smiled to myself, you know, because I knew where that was coming from. Yeah. And then went back to the country, but wasn't taking recording that seriously. Even when um, being a general, that was um, Mesa McQuaid's brother. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to hear him record and have, you know, someone's record. It was so interesting, but I wasn't think I was ready to for studio. You know, you feel that scared feeling. You never feel like you want to go as yet, but you just DJ a lot of, you know, on the box. You used to have an ice box in Papi, you know, used to sit down and where you look over in a tavern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is where we used to sit down and you know, DG and just idle, basically. Yeah. Okay. So, what was actually your first song that you recorded? Um, my first song, I think. First, I did a duplet. I did a duplet. Okay. We are recording my my song, like songs I have on the duplet. Mm-hmm. I heard about jammies and duplets, and and I get, I get to understand how duplets operate. So, um, I went to jammies, pay for my duplet, and I sing. There's a song that I used to have, I used to mash up Mandeville with, called um, Circle Mandeville. Yeah. And I put that on a, on a rhythm, mm-hmm. and I think I sang another song called Dry Weather House. I think it was three songs on the dub play. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was, a, it was a joy just to even hear back yourself playing with a dub play and hear yourself. Yeah. You know, like it's a record, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, playing some sound systems and, you know, record shops, and, you know, it was just a feeling, you know, until... I remember coming to Kingston. We, you know, at that time me and Major Bones used to be par. Um, he's, um, he's now known as Ija Bones. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we used to go back and forth from country, go studio, try to get audition here, there. Um, but in that time when I did the the record, though, I they played. I came to mixing lab. I think I I, I alone came up that. Sunday, I think it was a Sunday, I don't remember, but I went, heard that a student was there, so I went to the gate and luckily I saw the, 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 the gate man was there. Yeah. And you know, I saw the owner, Ralph Francis of Mixing Lab Studio, you know, walking in the yard and stuff. And and I told the gate man that, you know, I'm a DJ from a country and I have, you know, would like to rave. So he called to Roy, Roy came to the gate. I said, you know, I have something on a dub plate here that, you know, I would want him to hear. And he 
He said, okay. And he took it from me and went inside and played it. I guess he played it on something in his office. And he came out and said, you just sound good, man. Like he said, come back Sunday. You know, I think that was in the week when I went there. And he said, okay, come back Sunday. So, you know, you know that goes, you know, excited and knowing that you're going to get a chance to voice now. So I went back to the, the Sunday and I voiced a song called, I think, Dry With House. Um, I don't think that song came out, but that was the first song going into a studio, seeing this big board, you know, this, you know, this beautiful studio because um, Mixing Lab Studio was one of the top studios For sure. in the Caribbean, I think, at that okay. time. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so I went there, voiced that song. Uh, I don't remember if it's two songs of voice, but I voiced another song called Mother Road Pitney. So it was the second song that came out named Mother Road Pitney. Mm -hmm. And that was the first um, song that was released for me. So I think Driver the House was the first song of voice mm -hmm. as a record in a recording studio. And then Mother Ruth Pitney was the second song. And that was the first song that came out for me ever. Okay, because the funny thing with it, just yesterday I was listening to uh, Mother Rule Picnic. I said, okay, because <laughs> I've never actually heard it before. It was when I was doing the research. Okay, this sounds like some original degree. So then let's get to that now from there, that first song. So how did you get to Main Street or even Danny Brownie? Well, to everything, start from, everything start from mixing up. Mm -hmm. Because every producer, when they used to hear me, they just want to voice me because they love my voice. Mm -hmm. So I think that was the same thing that Roy Francis heard. Mm -hmm. um, and because I was at Mixing Lab and, you know, being a Mixing Lab artist now because I got the opportunity to go there when I, you know, whenever and, you know, certain rhythm. And he said, here I'm rhythm, I'm a voice on this rhythm, that rhythm. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I voice another song called Jam Down Runnings. When I looked, there was a, um, a magazine that used to come out. I don't know if it was every month. Mm -hmm. And I look, I see myself on a chart, like, you know, Jam Down Runnings and I, those things. I think the other artist was on it was an artist with a song called something about Stopper. Um, I can't remember. Cutty Rags? Uh, no, it was it was a younger artist, mm -hmm. but he had a big song in England called Crime Stopper, I think it, it was the name. Got you. And I think and I was on that rhythm. Mm -hmm. I think his name is Crime Stopper. One of the one of the one of the two. Yeah, yeah. But mm -hmm. yeah, so you know, hearing myself, stuff like that. But in during those times, Fata, the engineer from um, Fata, that is, um, you know, uh, we call him Fata and Bol Bolby. Yep. yep. Right. Original Fata from Mixing Lab. He was the one who, he, 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 he rate me. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was the one who maybe took the voices of um, Mother Old Pitney and, you know, those early songs. Mm -hmm. So he always was, used to cheer for me. Tell the, the, the other producer, Yo, are you from country and degree? And he so, you know, boots it. So when Steel and Cleavy come, when Danny Brown, every big producer come, he used to boots it. So that's how they, they came and hear me. So when they come to Mix and Love and they hear, or maybe they hear a song or they hear me DJ, they, they were like, wow, that you tell. You know, so, so everybody who saw him for the first time, she just want to voice me. So that's how Danny Brown started voicing me. That's how Steel and Cleavy started voicing me. I think I even voice was fat at those times too. Um, so the, you know, it, it, it was a, just a journey. Piper, who I did the first album for, Piper Records. He was the one who started to manage me now. Cause he used okay. to work at Missing Lab, um, 
as a, you know, he used to book that studio like it's his, you know, to be there. So he came and saw me and he, you know, he came to me and asked me, if, you know, if he could manage me and stuff like that. Because at that time, Roy Franz was just recording me, not, not seriously, but he was just recording me because, yeah. Mm -hmm. But Piper wanted to manage me from that time. Because I said, everybody hear me. They just want to voice me. I did this album with me and General Cheese called Battle of the Generals. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's how it all came through. And that was Piper, yeah. links and Piper, connection and advice and all these rhythms. Um, yeah, the journey is, is a very long journey, yeah. I would say. But when you look at the, the process, it, it, it means a lot. And then, as I said, it, um, going through all of those opportunities, I got to go to England. Paris for the first time. First time I traveled was Paris and England when I went with Ready Step and Pinchers. I was this, you know, young artist as the, you know, the, the opener, you know? Okay. So, yeah, man, that was 1990. And this is all pre-Granny, that you're traveling before Granny? Yeah, man, long before Granny. This was 1990. That was like two years before, three years before. So mm -hmm. I, I, I traveled for the first time in 1990, but 89, I think I was signed to Piper or something around here, mm -hmm. or 8990. Mm -hmm. um, that time I, I, to be honest with you, I, I was established in my town, Mandeville, mm -hmm. because I used to mash up the stage show them around my knock salute, you name it. I used to, you know, when the first time I went on knock salute was Major McRillo who called me up on that stage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so I used to just mash up the place with, you know, some little thing, little dance and thing. But the major show, I went to Knoxville Road and I saw Major McQueen because I knew him. And that time he, he just bust. So he was a, was a big artist. Yeah. So I went backstage. Or I was back, back, I think, yeah. And I saw him and he said, what man? You know, because I knew him. I knew him like that. Mm -hmm. So I knew that I used to DJ. And he just said, I'm going to call you. And I was like, what? Because I never go backstage, but go on stage. I was just, you know, just glad to see him and thing. And him just say, I'm going to call you. Crazy. Yo, I start to get so nervous. <laughs> but the long story short, he did. Mm -hmm. He said, my welcome you out and, you know, introduced me. And I went up there and mashed up the place. You know, and, and that's how I got booked for Naxalu um, the following year by myself, you know. Okay. Yeah, so I got booked the following year, and that year I destroyed it, you know, with, with my lyrics, my professional type of lyrics. And uh, yeah, so I had that name in mind from that time. And then what makes it interesting now? Um, I don't know what year the rhythm that Johnny P came out and called, Hold up your hand, you not take If you can remember that year. 89 between 88 and 90. Okay, so I think um I, I'm trying to remember if I went to England before, but I did a song on that rhythm called Strege. Because okay. Strege was a big talking man, a big slang. Mm -hmm. We in our area in Greenfield basically created that slang. We used okay. to call ourselves Strege. We used to say, yo, Strege, walk one. Whoa, you know, if that's how we relate to one another. Yo, Strege, yo, hey, man, come on, know me, you're the good Strege, man, you know, so, that's how we used to talk, we were one another. And yeah. then the talk start bust, 
in the area. So every picnic around used to hear with, with, the, with the slangs and this shaggy, shaggy thing, and they take it, took it to school. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So, but sorry, they, by the taking it to school, taking it to school now, Manchester High School, Decarchet, you name the, the high schools, eh? everybody started doing it. So till the slangs are bust in all the schools eh, in Manliver. And at that time, I recorded a song called Shaggy on that rhythm. You make me feel like a stray one of the day. And you know that was a big rhythm. Yeah, for sure. At the time, at that time, yeah, man. Johnny P's song was very big. So I was on that rhythm. And I tell you, when my song came out, <laughs> it was the biggest song in Mandeville. Only Mandeville. God. So you got a you got a local hit at that time there. That yeah, was your first taste with big, your first big, taste big, of getting a hit. Yeah, just the close coming to having a hit song and know what it feel like and say, wow. I think that time Mother Ruth Pinnell had played on the radio before. Mm-hmm. In the first time I heard it on the radio, but I think now when it graduated to Strege, mm-hmm. everybody singing the song. When the song playing in a club called Planet, mm-hmm. please mash up people come up and say, yo, when the song play, play. And that feeling was like, wow. You know? Yeah. So moving from there onwards, onwards till... As I said, when I went to England, I came back, I said, yo, I finished with um, sewing. I used to do tailoring. Yes. And yes, and I and I came up from England in 1990 and I said, yo, music. Mm-hmm. So I just stopped sewing professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, more music everywhere I go. Bobby Digital heard me. So start voicing me because he just loved my voice. I can't forget when I went and checked Tony Rebel. Mm-hmm. And I want people to know that I was the one who introduced garnet silk to steel and cleaving. Yeah? And what? I say that so, no apology. Yeah. Because at that time, I remember, you know, I was, I was, I was, uh, who would say, known with these producers. Remember, I got the opportunity to, to, to voice these producers mm-hmm. when I was, when I never bought, but they just loved my voice. Yeah. Everybody hear my voice just want to voice me. Yeah? And I and I was all right. The rhythm that Steel and Cleavy came out with, with Ninja Man about murder them. Yes. Me and Major Bones was the one who were who they used to create that rhythm. Cause we we have a we had a song on it called Reggae Rubber the Rock. Give me the rockers, give me the reggae. Hey hey, Reggae Rubber the Rock on dance, Reggae Rubber the Rock. They, so we were the DJ and they were building the rhythm yeah. around our our vibe. So we are the one who. You say create that version of the you know, sling thing then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know, we didn't come out on a fortify, but the song was out on the LP so at that time. Um, um so yeah, we're at the point. I'm I, I trying to lose the point. So I was saying so, silk. Yeah. So I was saying now because I was back and forth, I gonna say you used to come over to my because he wasn't far from me in Manville, in Greenville, yeah? Mm-hmm. And he used to come and, you know, link with me and me, me and they sing. I mean, so I tell him, you do over songs there. And I said, sing over this song. And if you can remember the first song that Seal and Cleave put over Ghana Silk, it was, a, it was a love song called... Um, can't remember, but if you can remember, uh, a Steel and Cleave, but Ghana Silk came out with it. As a cover song, though, I was, was a, the one who told, it was a, told it's growing. 
No, 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 no. Far from that. There was a, it's a love song. It's a do-over. It's a cover song. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, for, I forced him to sing that song. I told him, uh, we were singing that song on the corner. And I said, yo, it's so good, a song. I'm sing that song. So when he went to Stephen Cleave and I, and I introduced him, I said, yo, Stephen Cleave, how about you from country, you know, Garnet. And, you know, they, they introduced himself. And, and that time, his name was Bimbo. Yes, yes. His name was Bimbo. Mm -hmm. And that is how his name was changed because Steely changed his name. Okay. From Garnet Smith. Remember, his original name is Garnet Smith. Yes. And Steely said, Your voice is like silk. You're Garnet Silk. That's how Steely gave him the name. Yeah. So a lot of people don't know the truth and the history of General Green and, do, and don't know the powers of what I've done. I'm a very under the radar person. Yeah. It's, just, it's like, just like we do all the rhythm, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying. So, me introducing Garnet Bimbo to Stephen Clevian, that's how his name was changed. And I, when, I, when I can't remember the, 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 the song, I, but if you can go in the catalog of Stephen Clevian, the first Garnet they put out was a cover song. But Garnet was not the person who liked to sing cover. He wanted to sing his roots and culture kind of thing. Yeah. Right? And that's how that part happened. And um, when I got introduced to, to Bobby Digital now, that was Tony Rebel who took me around here. And when I remember that day, I can't never forget the day when I went in the studio with Tony Rebel. First time going in Bobby Digital studio. And I, like I say, Evelyn or morning. I'm Mr. Bobby look up and say, oh, we'll just talk a while ago. <laughs> you know, that, that rebel in the air, you know, me. The Bobby said, no, man, go back through the door and come back in. Mm -hmm. You know, and <laughs> I just went back through the door, came back in. I said, even again, he said, gee, because the man is here before, is this little man that you with this, this big voice. And that is how Bobby just advised me because I'm a voice. And that is what everybody, when they hear me for the first time, they say, yo, mm -hmm. sound good youth. Um, I can't just remember. Because of your voice. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. As they hear my voice, they just want to voice me. Mm -hmm. Because it is just that's this standout thing. I don't know. There was a, some di um, a unique, distinct thing about my voice. Mm -hmm. uh, cut show. You know, the, the, the sharp, big cut show kind of voice, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, it was there when even Cleve, because I, I when I used to record, you know, I used to record like in the story type of thing. So I never used to DJ like one DJ you know, with melody. I used to DJ like the professor not type of way on records. Got you. And that was how I used to record for Steel and Cleve, Man Beater. Um, there was a song on the rhythm called Man Beater at the time. Um, and still, what Steel always say, Degree is not going to bust. You my father always. Uh, 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 you know, debate, degree, not going boss with a style. I mean, me could understand where Steel was coming from, but I didn't know how to make a transition. Got you. Yeah. So I think um, th th those times, Man Beater was before, I think it was before Strege. Mm -hmm. I think it was before Strege. So mm -hmm. when, when, when Steel and Fata always talk about style, I need to change the style now. When I move and I maybe I start graduating, I start going into the you know, sing J, let me feel like us, keep where you are, the big bad trigger, and I start putting melody to the beat now, and, you know, and I start keeping it melodic now, and mm -hmm. it came around when 
a voice for Danny Brownie and rhythmatic label. Regular, um, when Papa sang about, um, we got the, um, how did the song go again, man? Stop, 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 stop. You know that, that, that type of? Uh, yes, 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 um, yes, yes. Yeah, I, I think I, Papa sang first, I hear that. I don't remember if it was cut. But anyway, so I used to voice on those rhythms too and couple rhythms and I did a song called, um, you look good enough. General degree tell you some love. You know, I mean, I big song in Bahamas, and I didn't know. Okay, big, huge, huge, huge song, man. That song, mm -hmm. if you talk to somebody in Bahamas from the nineties and ask them about that song, is like is one of those staple song that just just there, even now. And then I did a song called Stress. Everywhere me look is fear, stress. That those time I used to use. You know, foreign melodies and putting them thing. And the same rhythm that Papa Sun was on with Danny Brown. That was another big song in Bahamas. But I didn't know. I didn't know all these songs. And then when it came up to Granny now, though, that time I, I was voicing for Bobby Zizala and, and I think it's Philip Smart. Mm -hmm. uh, when I, did, I was on the Happy Sea rhythm and I did two songs on the rhythm. I did First Touch and I did Gunbot. Mm -hmm. Gunbot is what was a big song. So remember, you know, all these songs are song that is bubbling up in some country, and I don't know. I in Jamaica, one of us, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I did that, that song first touch. The first year I touched, and it thought about us. Ah, boy, yes, big song in the Caribbean. For yes, me. yes, yes, you understand. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know is when I did Granny mm -hmm. and I started to travel, I realized that I have these songs out there and I was like what the hell because when I go to Trinidad for the first time when Granny was monsterly big mm -hmm. I thought it was I only had Granny down there but they said no first touch so what <laughs> first touch was almost as big as Granny in Trinidad okay in terms of popularity you know Granny is going to have that as because of the uh, yeah but first touch was a huge song for me there too but all this thing I didn't know um you look good, you know. General League, big song in Bahamas. I didn't know that. It was years after those songs. I went to Bahamas. Mm -hmm. You understand? A couple of years after. So that's how the granny thing really came about. I remember that I told Danny not to release the granny song. Because uh, I hated it. Okay, so then this is the question. If you hated it, why did you even record it then? No, no, no. All right. Let me, let me explain to you. Every artist can tell you. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's a time when you end up just recording a song because you're saying why well, I end up recording it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you, you, you get a song. I get a vibe with a song now. I say, wow, yo, people just do the song and then sit down and listen to it. You say, no, you know, so I don't like the song here. It's like you, can't, you, couldn't, you cannot see it at this moment. Until just like after you can't see fact. it. Yeah, it's after when you voice it now and then you start to think and listen to it. You say, you know, so I don't like the song. You don't like how it turn out. You don't like how it feel when you're listening back you don't like everything the sound feel wrong so when i voiced the song i was like i don't want to come out sound like a whole lady because remember i know I, we I was just joking around when i did that song it was like a part of mother rule picnic yes but this time yes, i had yes. I, I had the vocal i had the granny vocals to it mm -hmm. you understand so that is how that song um um came about and and I begged Danny Brownie when I, I was in Mandeville and I went to the call box. I can never forget at um, what we call Crossroad. And I walk up there, I go to the call box, boom, 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 call Danny. I said, Danny, um, don't release a song there. 
uh, something else. Yeah. And then I said, no degree. And then he convinced me that day and go home. A couple days passed, me, me still feel because honestly, um, I would consider myself from then to now as a stubborn person. I, I don't take no friends. I'm very, I don't, free to talk back to you. I said, look, I think you should do this, you know. It's from Steve, from before my boss. I have, I have that thing about me. That is why I, I, I would just say, yo, that club in the door, I want to turn up. You know, it's, it's just me that. Link just whatever, whatever you feel, you're just going to say it. Yeah, yeah. And then Link always say, you can remember when I was at Main Street, at Main Street at the same thing I was telling Danny Brown what to do. Yeah. I can't remember that, but that's just my personality. And he said, you can't remember me telling Danny Brown what to do. <laughs> you know, no, play that. No, make, you know, and so it's just me. So when I told him not to release the song, you know, I said, no, man, I went to a couple of days, like two days past, and I went back and I said, Danny, I will voice another song, please. Don't release the song. And then it convinced me again at that time. That time, still it had it. That's, um, I'm not going to bust with the professor not style. Because mainly was that, that was just my style. Mm -hmm. And still he said, no. You're not, you're not going to bust away there. And I know he knew what, why I was saying that. Because, you know, you can't. Um, stage show style of lyrics is different from recording. Cool. And I learned that early, early on. Mm -hmm. So that is why I, I don't, I'm not excited over going on a stage show and mashing up now with a, a lyrics and it's a great thing. No, it's a good thing, but it's not a great thing. The great thing is when you can have a recording that is, is a hit over the world and it's generating income. You understand? It's not about fame and, and oh yeah, so and so they do this and no, no, no. So a lot of artists got caught there, but that's another story. Yeah. So when Granny came out now, I can never forget I was in Alpha Tree and I hear it on the radio for the first time. I was standing beside her. I used to stand up like beside some vendors. And they were really, they would stand up and just well a vibe. And I was in Alpha Tree coming onto the clock from Hope Road. There was some vendors on the left hand side, just where you reach the, the clock. Okay. And you know, at that time, vendors would be there. And I really was on IRFM at the time and I was standing there. You know, just you know, well a vibe. I mean, hear the song come on. And, you know, honestly, I just feel shame like me. Who long made that such? I walk away because I mean, never forget. I never forget the vendor was like standing there when the song came on. I could hear him say, Oh, what is this? It's like, it, 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 it just it's new to him. This, this granny saw yeah. So you could you see him listen. And I, mean, I was watching him and, and I could hear him say, Oh, yeah, oh what is you know, I, I was like, sure, you know, that, you know that, the feeling because I didn't want the song to come out. Yeah. And I hold on my head and I went and walk down, like going back down to the clock way. Mm -hmm. We still hear the song I play. And when I walk around, we still, it's like everywhere we turn our radio on. Me, I hear the song, it's like the song I pull up 100 times. Okay. And I didn't, you know, wasn't feeling, you know, excited over it because I didn't like it to come out. Mm -hmm. And the next day, my boss, the next, literally the next day, I went to my bed. I think I, the same night when I went to my bed, there was the song playing on the radio, like every, you know, you're just hearing the song playing. This station, that, and I'm like, what the? And the next day, everybody was talking about the song. The next day, it was one of those monster bus songs. It's not just a bus song. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not, the way I call it, exhilarating because it's me doing it. Granny was one of the, one of the biggest, it went down in the history of one of the biggest boss songs that came come out of Jamaica. 
you're you're right because I remember being in Toronto and when that song came out, it was it just took everything by storm because as you said, you first had the local hit, so you understand what it was to have a local hit. But then now you have this island wide hit that's gonna now take over the world, which is yeah. brand new. Trust me, when that came out, nothing sounded like that before. We had no clue what that was, but it was very relatable. That's why everybody liked it. Where where were you at that time? We're in Canada. So at that oh. time, this was like 92, you'd hear like Storm yeah, yeah, and Metro Media yeah. and all of these guys playing it. It's like, what is this? Yeah, that's yeah. what that's the impact it came with, with Jamaica. And I tell you, literally the next day, everybody was talking about the song. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's in that top five bus song that it came out of Jamaica. The history of Jamaica of bus song, Granny, is somewhere there because me, I couldn't understand it. Because remember, you know, it, 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 this feeling this today I was standing up in half a tree. Yeah. The next day is like the calls them is you 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 know, them time you know on a cell phone reel, but you 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 know you can feel you can hear people talk your your producer say, you know, what it be? I want you might get all kind of call from and all kind of thing happening. And by the weekend, you you, you or the following weekend you're up on shore. It's like everything was happening so fast. Yes. So fast, it, it, it was unbelievable. When you look, everybody from granny themselves to yeah. pastor to teacher, you name it, who never liked me, reggae music or like, everybody liked granny song. Mm -hmm. It was that Everybody. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, I, 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 I couldn't. It was a thing that because I, I was experienced, it wasn't overwhelming. That I, it was too overwhelming where I got out of control and didn't know what to do. But it was that feeling where you would you would like, geez, oh man, how oh, oh, you deal with something like this? Yeah. You know? So I guess because at this time here, you had voice for a lot of producers like the Bobby Digitals and everybody else at this time here. So then it's really Main Street gave you the big song. So was that yeah, the yeah. why you decided to sign with them or become part of the Main Street crew because of that song right there? No, I think I was um, already on, um, you know, voicing for Danny like, you know, because I think Danny Brown wanted to, to um, you know, take over. At that time, I was still amongst Piper, mm -hmm. my first, the first um, manager, mm -hmm. you know. And in the time, I think we were kind of, you know, going apart mm -hmm. at that time too. Mm -hmm. um, almost going up, going apart, you know. So even the grand time, there was Piper there and the excitement. But after a while, we, you know, went on and then, you know, if you know the history, pianist came about. So there was other big song that followed from Danny Brownie, mm -hmm. right up the traffic blocking. Um, so it was, it was, you know, something like that. So it was a, you know, a thing. And then, to be honest with you, it it was like, like oh, the granny's granny. So even when I did Brinks, the only part, intro was an intro like granny in the intro. If you listen, Brinks, Brinks is who you're calling Brinks in the granny voice, and that's. Yeah. But the other part of the song was just a normal me DJ. But as big as Brinks was at the time, still couldn't go around granny, so to speak. People are still see me as the granny boy, the granny arts, you know, you know, them, that's the granny voice, you know, them head and thing. So it was, it was, it came at a point where uh, uh, it was like to them, it's like that's how I am, and that's how I sound, that's how. But I was like, no, I'm a hardcore artist, I'm what DJ and gun lyrics, hardcore lyrics. From long before Granny, because Gunbot was a was one of those type of song mm -hmm. that was before first touch was it was what that kind of edgy song, very first you know very edgy edgy song, 
Yeah. She want call it slack song. So I was I, I was that type of artist. But what made me what separated me where people knew that I was a, a bad artist now or a, or a, or a regular DJ. You know, was when Mr. Dweetness came out. Yes, and you see, okay, before we even get there now, this is what I wanted to ask you because Mr. Dweetness came out for Madhouse. Yeah. Okay. I can so tell they, you. I can tell you. I can tell you a lot of history about Madhouse. I heard some. Somebody said something about old dog and all the songs, but mm -hmm. I was given old dog to do. I was given um, think when I to do. I will get it. I will get there. Don't worry about that because I have those issues. I was there. So when Mr. Do It Nice came out now, that was a song that let people know, no, this artist is not just a granny artist. And, and that's why Mr. Do It Nice, Mr. Do it nice means so much to me. Because that song was there. That song was like voice and uh, there. I don't know if I voiced it before Granny, but that, that time I was still I was voicing for Tony Kelly, his brother. So there's so much history because even in the time before I was I was voicing for Tony Kelly with a song called hmm, But I wonder who smells so when a bad boy smells so and that and that was a song and that was a song um they they they, they came out with um Yush, I wonder who talks so you understand? So I was the, you know, I was the original and they came with that. So I was on the B side. But then time you just want, you just want both saying so it really matter about certain yeah. things. Mr. Dwight Nice now was voiced on a fast rhythm called something like Bogle. Or you rule, you want, you come first. That was, a, that was the type of rhythm Mr. Dwight Nice was on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I can't, I never forget when I went back to the studio, Dave said, um, I want you to put this song on this rhythm. And I'm here in action for the first time in my life. And I'm go I have to go around the studio to go voice it for the first time. So I'm hearing this rhythm for the first time. And I have to go voice the song over back on this slow rhythm. Do, 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 do. <coughs> Sorry. I remember, as I said, you know, it was on a fast rhythm. Mr. You know, up tempo, up, up tempo thing. And when he told me to voice it on this rhythm, I, I was like, gee, so while you hear me voicing Mr. Dwight Nice and you hear it came out in the world, I was learning the rhythm at the same time because the first time I'm hearing the rhythm. So that's crazy. Because the professional person I am as, a, as an artist, you know how to be key and you know certain things and you know all the experience I had. So it wasn't hard for me, but at the same time I was, okay, Mm, and she want a man in her life. Just, you know, I slow it down because that wasn't the tempo. No. Yeah. So I was learning while I'm voicing Mr. Dweet Nice. So when that song came out, no, that was a song that says, okay, Degree is not a granny artist. So that song that showed me now that I'm a hardcore artist now. Mr. Dweet Nice, they have to dig all day. Dweet Nice. <laughs> Big song. God. God. Now, so you want, you, want me to touch, touch, you want me to touch on the DF Kelly catalog? Yes, because this is what I was saying. Because I remember, okay, you're with Main Street, but it seemed like you were our honorary member of Madhouse because a lot of the rhythms, you were on them also. And if, you, if you're going to say I'm a member of Madhouse, you have to say I'm a member of Penthouse. Yes, yes. Remember, yes. remember I, I, I voice a lot of songs of Penthouse as well. Mm-hmm. You understand? Give thanks and praises, Bible gentlemen, ladies, down to the very little babies. Dot it off, still give pray. 
you know, if you listen, if you listen the, the history, I have so much song, I have to hear them to remember them sometime. But mm -hmm. the thing about it, that's how everybody survives me. Dave Kelly survives me. Danny Brownie, Bobby Digital, even Shocking Vibes, couple songs for Shocking Vibes, mm -hmm. Penthouse, you name it. Everybody wants to voice me, mm -hmm. you know, because I was just lucky that way because I'm a talent. Mm -hmm. So, Dave Kelly, no, I just say, the advice from Tony Kelly from some tune, Mr. Do It Nice. Mm -hmm. When Dave Kelly, when I went to the studio the day, and Dave Kelly of the lyrics, and man, he, he said, um, old dog. I'm saying, no, you know, me not like that song, eh? Those songs were written and put down on a paper for everybody. Old dog, man want a girl, heavy man, think we nice. Who else is the with him? <laughs> Everybody that was Spraga, um, Wayne Wonder. Did Baby Sham come into the fold yet? No, I think he, he wasn't at that time. Yeah, maybe, maybe he was just there. I don't remember though. Yeah, but right. this is but, after the Daddy Screw and the Donovan Steele and those guys here, though. Um, they all oh, oh, Daddy Screw wasn't on that beat. Mm -mm, I don't think so. Okay, because so, it's a stink you're talking about, the stink rhythm. That's an old dog. All right, yeah, old dog. Uh, oh, no. You, remember, you have old dog rhythm, you have the, the rhythm that um old dog like me. Yo, but they have Spring. daddy teddy and that rhythm. Yes. And you, yes. Know, and you have you have heavy, you have the other rhythm called dugo dugo. Mm -hmm. So let me separate them now because sometimes I always just mix them up now. So yeah. I don't know which one came out first, but mm -hmm. anyone came out first, that was how it went. Dave Kelly came to me and he said, think we're nice. What was that with him? I didn't like that song. Um, which other song was on the rhythm? There was another song, Think We Nice. Y'all think we're at and there was another big song on the rhythm. Um, so uh, heavy man, think we nice. But I know I got, I think I got two songs off that rhythm to, 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 to voice, and I didn't like them. Mm -hmm. And I still end up on voice, heavy man, and I still didn't like heavy man. Man want a girl with no fight for guitar. We impressed the girl. With, I hated that song. <laughs> what? Yeah. Because I didn't see myself bragging. Mm -hmm. it, I, I, I think that song was a bragging song and I, I couldn't see myself that. Mm -hmm. And I know I got Think When I used to do and I still didn't want that song to do. Yeah. Um, but I end up doing Heavy Man. I still end up doing it. Because out of the it, it, maybe the three songs, them I said, okay, I'll, I'll just do this one. But it's a song that I, I, if you notice, and I don't know if maybe you would notice, but I, I never used to perform it nowhere. Mm -hmm. no. That's how much I didn't like the song. Mm -hmm. Not not because it wasn't a, a good song that Dave Kelly wrote, you know, mm -hmm. in that standard. It's just that I didn't see myself talking about, you know, man want a girl, he impressed the girl with him. No. Yeah. Lyrically, it was very, it was bad. So mm -hmm. I, that's the song I end up with. So I, he gave me Think We Nice to do, and I didn't want that one to. And something else, I can't remember the other big song on the rhythm, but there was another big song on the rhythm. So <laughs> I got, I got that, those songs to do, and I really would want to remember the other song on the Dogo Dogo rhythm. Yeah. I'm dropping Avenue, Suzuki. Yes. Suzuki. Mm -hmm. I got Suzuki to do too. 
And I turned on that song, Suzuki, Tinkwinize, Heavy Man. And I can say this without thinking if it's really so good because I was there. I saw the, the, the lyrics them on the on the, the thing. Dave Kelly was the first person I see write with pencil. And and I always wonder why I wrote with pencil, but I realized you can rub out mistakes. When you write with pen, you can't rub out mistakes. So that is why I started to write with pencil because I said, wow, this is a smart way. So if, if you make a mistake, you can rub it out. Mm -hmm. But when you make up, you just have the pen now and mark over it. It is still there, so it's distracting. Yeah. So, so, uh, so, think we're nice. Mm -hmm. Suzuki, heavy man. I got to do, and I choose heavy man. When it comes to the stink rhythm now, mm -hmm. I, I got all dog to do. Um, which other song was on the rhythm? All dog like we, we love it, love it. That's the way there's another song baby Chambers on that. The one girl in your life, the one man in your life. There's no, it's more like a DJ. Mm -hmm. Yeah, think of, think of another DJ. Who was I? I'm going blank right now. And I know I see the label, but I'm so blank right now. All right. So, old dog was, I get, I got old dog to do, and I didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. So, it's not, it's not, it's Dave Kelly who wrote old dog. Mm -hmm. And Dave Kelly. Gave it to me. That was when I sang that he uh, had to do, and I said, "No, I don't like that." And I, I, I end up doing a song, and maybe that's why it didn't came out. And um, I think on his label, I didn't came out at forty-five. I did a song called "Daddy Teddy" on the rhythm, and that was a song I, I, and I wrote. "Daddy Teddy, the woman in my ball." Daddy Teddy. That was my yes. song that I wrote. Yes. So uh, maybe I guess at the time it wasn't in the in the feel of what Dave Kelly wanted, you know, he was maybe seeing something, visualizing something different. Mm -hmm. But that song, I don't think it came out. Um, so um, that's all the history of, I can remember of those two rhythms. I, I can talk clearly of those two rhythms. Yeah, but old dog, I got it to do and I didn't want to do it because I couldn't see myself come say old dog and you don't know, it's history. <laughs> History was is history after that. Yeah. Um, so we were there. We know how what was what and what came up. If if, if you talk about the one, I was there. I was the one who instigated the clap. I was the one who told thank you to push up the clap in the wall rhythm because the clap wasn't nowhere. If that the, if that rhythm came out today, the way how it. It was before I said, push up the clap. You wouldn't hear the clap. That's the whole low it was. But knowing me as my... important part. Yes, but knowing me, I could hear that little thing in the background that said, yo, that is making the rhythm move. Yeah. And I instigated, I said, Lenky, that need to go up and say, what? That little clap in the background, man. Push it up. And we push it up like five times. So where you hear the wall now that's coming from about five push. Every time you push it up, you look around at me and I say, no more. Yeah. And every time he said, engineer, push it up. And he look around at me and I say, no, push it up more. Wow. And then when, when all the clap went there, you know, I say, all right, make the kick go like this. Because remember, you know, this is the person that he always said, telling Daniel Brown what to do, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so me was the person that was saying, all right, make the kick now. I remember the kick wasn't like that. The kick wasn't like that, you know. It was just a normal boom, 
bass drum. And I said, no, make it tough. So all them things, let me explain with my mouth and just say, yo, do that. So when you hear the one in here, that's the tough kick. That, that means to get in that. So we, we have, we know what we know. And as I said, if there's so much things, if we can remember them before we finish, but those are the things that I had input to. One of the biggest readings that came out, Duale. And I, sure. I am the one who instigated that and link it. Always said that. Lincoln never, he, he said, I'll never take credit for the, with this degree. I'll never. You are the one who made this rhythm sound the way it sounded. Always said that. Crazy, yeah? crazy Diwali. Diwali's a legendary, that's a dancehall staple. You could go anywhere to today, 2020, and still hear that rhythm juggling right now. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And, and, and I have something to do with it. Yeah, Generally, we have something to do with it, if you understand. Yeah. yeah? yeah. Um, so, sure. so the, 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 the history is there, and a lot of things I said because we, you know, we're not to go and just boast and talk about it until you ask a question. Yeah. Yeah. Because enough okay, people, so let's people through, that, let's enough people would know your madhouse time. Not your madhouse here. Um, I'm going blank. Your Main Street time here now. So when you got to actually Main Street, who else was there at that time there? Nobody. Nobody like as a Main Street artist. You, you Papa San used to voice for Danny. Mm -hmm. Um, Luke and Stitchy, Richie Steve, everybody used to just, because they know Danny Brown, it was just a regular, just voicing. So we used to, to meet up and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You understand? But, and that time I remember a granny voice in the, over his mother house in a little bathroom. They used to call it one at a time, because only one at a time, only one one person could go in there. <laughs> it was so small. Yeah. Yeah, so it was of one of those little, you know, not use bathroom again that just have things, you know, look at equipment just put up in there and thing, man. And a little room, you just drop the door, and that's where Granny started. So it's when Granny bust now, Danny Brownie built the studio across the road. Got you. Yeah, so it's really, yeah, it's really me start that something. Main Street. Okay, because I was even speaking to um Red Rat. And Red Rat said, you're the one that really gave him his name, Red Rat. You remember yeah. that? Yeah. I remember clearly. I mean, when he was saying his name is like Father Mice or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I said, no. Mm -hmm. What kind of Father Mice? You know, see the red. Yeah, Red Rat. <laughs> and it was like that. I didn't think about it. I didn't. It wasn't just me, you know. I remember thinking about, no, it was just me just talking there out of nowhere. And, and, and him said, I'm see, never forget him said, you know me like that. He made that gesture. Yeah. I said, never think about that, something like that. But that's how he got the name. Yeah. Because he just said first in. he was trying to actually DJ like you because he really, really liked who General Degree was with the big voice. And you're the one that really curbed him and said, nah, this is your style right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because even when he got the song Shelly and he was in Cayman and I said to him, Rap, you need to come to Jamaica, you're going to mash up Jamaica. Mm -hmm. And I said, Fichu, I said, Boss, your song, I'm mash I know the next day, I said, Red Water, watch the gate. I was so surprised, I couldn't believe it. Literally the next day, I said, Man, push the gate and come in, too. I was like, what? Because I guess that by that time, he realized that the song really, 
I mash up the place. Yeah. That's big there. So then when did Hawkeye, Goofy, Chrissy D, um, everybody else? Everything just, 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 just gradually this person, me, that person, this person, into, you understand? And it just started to move like that. Yeah. This person carried that person. You know, that's how it all. It just go. Everybody just come around here, pass through. Somebody carry somebody. You know, something like that. Mm-hmm. I was the one who took Buccaneer to Main Street. Because that time, we, me and him had a song with um, Exterminator label. Mm-hmm. That time, we used to meet at Penthouse. I used to see him at Penthouse. Mm-hmm. And I think he was a talented artist. So I, I, I couldn't see why not give him a strength. So I, I took him to Main Street and said, Danny Brownie, are you talking about? You know, some artists maybe they would hide it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but I, that's that person I am. I, I, I I'm not scared of your talent. Mm-hmm. I have my talent, so I don't care how bad you want be me bad too. So I, I'm, I'm, you know, it's nothing for me to say. Yo, you're a bad artist, yeah. Mm-hmm. Vice him. Yeah. You know. And what made you guys actually form? Main Street as a crew now opposed to just... No, everything, to me, everything just fall in place. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a plan because, remember, I was there already as a boss artist with a name and this Main Street thing, general degree, pianist, you know, a lot of things. That, at that time, my voice was still uncleaved and when, when a whole tonight came out. So it was, uh, it was, it was so much thing happening. Mm-hmm. And then when Rat and Goofy came out now, and Danny Brownie came with it, the Shelly and thing. I don't think, I think I was under the rhythm after, but you know, artists is more when they're fresher or younger to a one for bus. They're, they're, you know, what you call it? Um, the, approach, the approach is a little bit different. You're hungrier. Yeah. I was, I was so, I was very busy, mm-hmm. very busy in every art kind of aspect. As a boss artist already. So when they came now and, and started, it was a fresh sound. But it was hard for me to adapt. It was hard for me to, to flick with, with the, the beat because Danny Brown was start to come in with some, some nice beat now and, you know, the, the, the rotten rich rhythm, mm-hmm. filthy rhythm, or even rhythms before that he used to. You know, so it was just a transition where everybody just fall in place and, and I used to just go on the rhythm them and just stand out, you know? All right, okay. You know what? Right now, I told everybody on YouTube, say, listen, we have general degree coming to the podcast. I said, if you guys have any questions, you guys could put them in. So here are some of the questions we have from our YouTube subscribers. All right, you ready to go there, Mr. Degree? Okay, this one is coming from Daddy Teddy 85 He said, ask you about combinations with Chrissy D and the rhythms that you built. That I made? Yeah. Well, it was just natural because coming from Main Street, um, we all grew up there. We all worked there. So transition into doing um, voice in Christian and doing combination was easy because we were basically doing stuff like that through Main Street. And even when I started producing in 99, when I came out to my first rhythm called Pot Cover, that, that rhythm went very well in, in some part of Europe and in, um, in um, I know, Trinidad. Mm-hmm. Red Rock song on it was a very popular song in Trinidad at the time. You know, and it just encouraged me. And, you know, credit to Lenky, who gave me the, 
the knowledge how to program a drum machine. Because, you know, I just learned there. And as I said, I'm the type of person, when I decide I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Uh, Makes sense. All right. Okay. The next question here is coming from Mr. Davis. He asks, was Spraga Ben's song, Dolly House, a counteraction for Heavy Man's song? And was it a well, friendly competition if it well, was a Dave competition? Kelly, put it this way. Dave Kelly wrote the both songs. Mm -hmm. So I don't, you, you only can, a person can only tell you what he was thinking. So Dave Kelly wrote Dolly House. Mm -hmm. Dave Kelly wrote Heavy Man. Mm -hmm. And when I said Spraga of a girl and then call her Tete, we have Spraga so married, so people say, you know, Tete look good, so me I take her away and thing. A boy stepping and fail, you know, Kiri for Sergeant or General. So, but Dave Kelly told me that he was, he, honestly, he, was, he said he wasn't thinking that way. Dave Kelly told me that personally. Got you. Got you. So, it, it, it it's, it's he was the, the the writer for both songs, so yeah. It was just one of those things that it just happened to turn out that way, type of yeah, thing. Yeah, and and it, and it just feels good, and no, like it's still like a lot of people thought Niels Braga was it like a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I heard, it. and they, I never put it together that way until they asked the question. I went back and listened to the song, and then I listened to the Dolly host, and then he said General, and you did say Spraga. I said, hmm, there might be something here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. This is another question here from Mr. Davis again. He asks, what's up with Mad Andrew? Because I know Mad Andrew was big when it came to mainstream. Honestly, I would I couldn't speak on that. I know he was he was in the country. Mm -hmm. He went in the country area and basically that was it. You know, some people move on with their life. They're they are, put it this way. Sometimes people is just happy what they're doing now. And people is happy what they do, you know. So you, you don't hear someone in music again. Maybe he's just you know, comfortable with what, whatever he's doing right now. I haven't heard from, from him or seen him in, in years. So I'm like, you know, same thing to don't know. I just heard that he's in the country. Mm -hmm. And he was very talented, writer-wise yeah. too, and performance. Very, very, very. Um, the, song, the song that I did um, on the... Uh, which reading for Pentos. We go oh, the girl and Karel, me cologne, 30, 40, 50, girl, tell me. Madanjo put a couple lines in that song too. Because in the intro, that's Madanjo. When the intro, okay. when he said, Yo, General, some girl come run. That was Madanjo. Okay. So, yeah, so he was there and, you know, some lines in that song he had put, and trust me, I'm not going to say that maybe that's the only song, but he is very, very, very talented. Yeah, for sure. 100% agreed. All right. This is the last question here from our audience from YouTube. This, uh, this question comes from Joseph Clark. It asks, which one of your songs would you say did well for you financially and gave you the most opportunity to tour other countries across the world? <laughs> Honestly, it, it, it's, it's, it's not even the songs. It's the, the brand general degree because I did so many songs. Mm -hmm. I did so many songs. Is the many songs that made people know me everywhere, mm -hmm. and it and it proves it it's proven now to even doing dub plays because the type of dubs that some soundman want time is is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm talking about songs be before I bust. You know, just the other day I did Gunbot 
that song was before I bust. Yeah. And a sound man wanted that song. And they, they wanted song like the, from that era. So I would say it's it's the song that I did over the years. So the name general degree stands out. Yeah. Yeah. That um, makes sense. Yeah, I think the name stands out, but at the same time, the song that I would say that outlasts every song and, and really stand out mm -hmm. is between I know and I still give traffic black in the edge. Mm -hmm. Traffic black in and when I hold it tonight. Mm -hmm. You know, right. well, tonight was very popular in the dancehall queen um, movie. Mm -hmm. um, so I think worldwide that song got a lot of um, attention. Mm -hmm. But likewise, Traffic Blocking, which plays every club, everywhere, almost every night, still to the day. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> and this is a perfect segue because I had a couple of songs I wanted to go into. And at the top of my list was Traffic Blocking. How did you oh, yeah, even and, 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 come and, up with and, that song? Huh? How did you even come up with that song, Traffic Blocking? What was, why well, did you come up with that song? All right. It was, was one of those names that I created because remember, I created that name. Mm -hmm. The word Traffic Blocking, I created it. I flipped it around. Nobody used to call anything Traffic Blocking until I did so. Mm -hmm. People, it used to be Black Traffic, be Blocking Traffic, or um, anything to do with that way. But when I said, traffic blocking now. Mm -hmm. I was the one who turned the words around and created my because I want to rhyme with stocking, whopping. I don't about that. So I, I didn't hear it sound like a strange word. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> I just say, oh, yo, traffic blocking. Y'all come down in our tights and stocking. Watch our enough people couldn't understand how a girl to be wearing tights and stocking at the same time. But Pause, what? pause, pause right there. Listen, I didn't want to bring it up, but <laughs> you brought it up. That was, I used to date this girl like early when that song came out. And you see when that came out, that part, tights and stockings, we would die laughing. Because we wanted to know, hold on, why does she have on tights and stockings? Please explain it to me why she has it to them. No, because as in shortening, you call it shorthand. Mm-hmm. Gyal, them I come down in a tights and stocking. God. So it's so simple. One word make right. a difference. <laughs> but in the song, I couldn't put them. Mm -hmm. You understand? Gyal, mm -hmm. them I come down in a tight. I would have to be speed speeding it up at the time. Yeah. Even if I was thinking, no, this is gonna confuse people. All right, gyal, them I come down in a tights and stocking. I could have done that. But at the time, I was thinking that way. I just Gal, gal, I come down in a tights and stuck in. So when I said gal, I didn't mean one girl. Mm -hmm. Gal meaning every gal. Yeah. But because how it comes across on the record, it, it seems as if it was one girl. Yeah. Why is she wearing tights and stockings? I yeah. To this day, I wanted to know. Right. But I know, I know, I wasn't talking one girl. Yeah. But because of the flowing on the rhythm, I didn't want to to mess up the flow. But when I say "gyal, come down in a tight and stocking," it's still patwa. It still mean every girl because if you really check the patwa talking, you know, mm -hmm. it's like a man say, "Boy, I'm going to go to the road and girl, girl has two girl, you just use the word girl." Mm -hmm. But uh, every girl out there talk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you really check the levels, and you know, it's so it's so we really talk. Yeah. You understand? 100%. Even if we are a girl. 
we still don't say girl hot boy. Although you don't say girl them, mm-hmm. you still use girl in certain terms where it means every one of them. Yeah, it's now plural. Amen. But creating the word, as I said, was just me creating the word. Mm-hmm. As we, um, Birdman said, if he knew, if he knew that the, the, the word bling bling was going to be such a big word, mm-hmm. he would have copyrighted the same thing with traffic blocking. If he, if I don't knew that this is going to be uh, a major, and I still can't contest it. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no one, I don't think the presumptuous of anyone even is even in the thought of anyone right now to say, let me claim this word because I can fight and win because there's no no thing that someone can prove that they had this word in, in something before traffic blocking. Never. No, you will never find that. Monster, monster, monster. So I still, I still can go to court and say, look, mm-hmm. I came up with this word. I create this word, flip it, what you want to call it, and it came. And if you check any history of music, there's no word as traffic blocking. Yeah. You're Until right. my You're right. Big, big song. Another one of your monster songs, When I Hold You Tonight. How did you come up with that? What was the thinking behind that song there? I mean, honestly, just like traffic blocking, I just doing a, I just another day in the office. Mm-hmm. Just another day. Just like Granny, just another day. Mm-hmm. It wasn't me thinking, yo. All right, no, you just you just never know. You just uh, do something gone in your yard. Why traffic blocking gamma come in your yard gun? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the whole tonight. The idea of the phone thing, I I told Steely and Cleveland that I, you know, want somebody like the girl to answer the phone in the top. And you know, I gave him those ideas. Yeah. You know, and they, you know, arranged it. So it was as simple as simple as that. Mm-hmm. And, and it was a song that I almost gave up on because I remember when that song played almost a year before it was. Because it was what? playing, especially on IRFM in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Never forget. And I have to give the, 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 product, the, 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 the DJ, Geary G, the props because he was the one who never stopped playing that rhythm. Mm-hmm. When everybody would, would, would stop playing schedule rhythm, Geary G played it. He played it that I, I all me get tired of it. <laughs> And I never forget when I was in the country area in Mile Gully. I was at a family. You know, I went to visit some family. I was like, down, we don't in, in a valley like. Mm-hmm. And I could hear RFM and I heard the, the, the song came on. And I was like, oh, still playing this song, you know. And it was a couple of weeks after that. I, I remember I was sitting at Main Street when I saw this man walking and said, where can I get that song to buy? And I look at him like, you know, you know, you're in, you know, like, wow. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, it's a dynamic. And he said, okay. And he just, wait, he just left for, because he came for that song. And it's after that I, I realized the song, Boss. Crazy. You understand? Crazy, so crazy, crazy. It just goes to show how something just really, you just happen and you just don't, you never, you just, it just happen. It's like, it's almost like luck. It's almost like, you never know till it, it happened, yeah. kind of something, you know? Yeah, because you're, you're recording and putting out songs. One last here I want, one last song here that I want to break down is called Penis Song. Because with that there now, a lot of times songs are very sexual and stuff, but you found a way to really cover it up and present it so basically anybody could listen to it. How did you come up with Penis? Well, that idea came to me when Danny Brown came to me and said, you have an idea for a song called Pianist. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, pianist, I didn't get it. And then he explained to me, no man, pianist meaning, double meaning, can mean this. And he explained, I said, oh. And he said, just go and go write something and mm -hmm. come back. Mm -hmm. That's all he said to me. Mm -hmm. Just gave me the idea and said, this is what it going to mean. Pianist, pianist. Play with the words. And I just came back and that was it. It's like, I just went home, pim, 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 did my little thing there, all that. Then Brownie, you know, changed a tool little thing here and fixed it. But that was just me. I, I, I just think about it and say, okay. And I like it that way because being, being doing that stuff in those times was very hard. Mm -hmm. to have a song that have double meaning. It was it's not easy. And I like that challenge. Even to today, day, um, I can be the, the I could sing the, the the most rude song today, and it's still you still wouldn't get it if I don't tell you. Mm -hmm. Work, make your body work, make your body work, and she's doing it, she's doing it, good, good, and you're doing it, you're doing it. If you if you really think and like do the song, <laughs> you, you you can play with, with what I'm saying. Yeah, you get it definitely. Listen, yeah, I got you. Yeah, it it, 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 you do something to people mind when you, you listen it. Okay, she's doing it, she's doing it, she do real good. You know, yeah, you say, okay, mm -hmm. she can be good, whatever the reason, what she's working her body and doing it good. You know, you can go all over the place with it. But that's what I like to do. It's too easy to just come out with a plain word and a plain writing. And too easy, that's too easy, man. That's everybody can do that. Yeah. You're, you're right. You're right. I got I got three more questions before we finish our conversation here. Your career has been crazy from 92 to right now, which is, say, 28 years. You've been in the business. What would you say was the highest part of your career? And what would you say would be the lowest part of your career? Um, all right. Let me, let me, let me start with, with what I would say the lowest because people would think that way. is when I, I got is more like fed up. Mm-hmm. I think I got fed up of the business where it was, where it was. And it was like after 2000, I started to produce mm -hmm. and was into the producing thing. And I think that kind of pulled me away a little bit from paying attention to my career when I started my label and I came out with the quicksand rhythm. That was a very, that is still a big dancehall rhythm to mm -hmm. today. I came out with a follow the arrow rhythm. Big song. Girl thinks she bought then follow stamina, stamina, girl, girl. I came up with those readings. So I caught up in, in producing. But at the same time, I feel, I start to feel that way. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what I want to do more. So people wasn't hearing from me, see, you know, much as, you know, after that, especially, especially when I started to keep Manchester Fiesta, when I started my t-shirt line, people were just seeing me as an entrepreneur, you know, not an artist. But mm -hmm. I was loving what I'm doing because I was thinking of the future. I was thinking of creating something, you know, for the future. As much as they're on pause now because of well, several reasons. But, yeah, it was just something like that I chose. And I think people would see that as a, a low part in terms of where I'm not active. I wasn't active. But at the same time, I was still voicing every now and then. Mm -hmm. But people see me as an entrepreneur more than an artist. Because even when I go on the road, first thing I'm going to say, what we can get a shirt to buy? Nobody knows a way we can get a song to buy. God, because God, I'm not God. focusing on the song. I'm not putting out any song. Mm -hmm. So it was just that. Then Manchester Fiesta as a promoter, 
So I was doing these big things. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it, it just, it just, as I said, just a time when I just feel that way. Mm-hmm. I couldn't explain, I can't explain it anymore to say, well, you know, I just know. It was just a inner feeling. I just, I just want to go and take care of that business. I want to, I want to see this business grow. You know, that's how I was feeling. You were exploring as an artist. You're exploring yeah. what else is out there besides just me Definitely. recording and singing. Definitely. I didn't, I wasn't looking at music to be, okay, this is no. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I would say the highest is definitely when there was so much high because I think the granny time was one of the, I get the bus time. Yeah. I, I can't compare that high. Mm-hmm. That was a super high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Even when I did pianist, it, it came out just before Christmas. It was a, a monster song that time again. Very yeah. big song in Jamaica. That song made, made um, the talk show on Barbara Gluden in Jamaica. That's what you call, um, I don't know what, hotline. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people was calling, boy, this song is playing the radio and it, it slacks on Barbara Gluden. You say, no, this song. And she was defending the song. Yeah. So that song went through a lot, and the university singers at the time did it over. They did a a, a pianist thing, you know, and mm-hmm. you know that goes that like a, a group of people just singing, and yeah. that song made. I made profile, the, the popular profile in Jamaica with yeah. the great Ian Bowen. Yep, I was on that program once because of that song too. So. It, 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 there's just so many highs, you know, and that was pianist time. And then I came out and I then went a hole tonight. But I think what the, the, the main street cool time, mm-hmm. the boom boom and traffic blocking time, that was, I think, the, you know, another super high time again. So that was very, very, very super high because I had songs coming up. Then I have current songs, cartoon character. One, you are boom, two, you are boom, boom. Traffic block. So, it was so, you know, that impact was, was normal. Mm-hmm. It wasn't normal. I can tell you, boy, I have experienced it. And I was like, wow. Um, so me doing what I'm doing now is, is a joy because I still think, I still know that I'm talented. For sure. I don't need nobody to tell me that. Mm-hmm. Because standard is this, this, this. This, 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 you know, different levels of standard in music. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say if I want to fit in with what's going on, I have to drop my standard. You understand? If I want to fit in. Yeah. Because remember, you know, what, what is happening is, is easy. Anybody can do it. In, what in, terms, in terms of what? what? What would you say is the easy part of what you're first, doing right now? First thing. Most of these artists, no disrespect to artists, but a lot of them are doing well and doing their thing. Mm-hmm. But first thing, most of these artists, they can't perform live, meaning mm-hmm. they can't sing for five minutes straight then. Put it that way. Mm-hmm. If you get a rhythm now to start DJ and, and sing out the song and sing another song mm-hmm. and another song after that and another song, I don't think they can do that. Mm-hmm. And that is where undeveloped was and you know you wasn't developed you know when you develop you can do you can on a stage show when you look at certain artists on stage show man and see how they perform and that that um stamina and that whole thing that's a lot of things but as i said this thing is an era of where it's just um thing computerized you could just do everything line by line 
record it. When I was a record, I, I have to record, pick up, yes, but you have to do that in a certain time. Other artists waiting on you to, to finish to come out of the studio. Mm -hmm. Now these you them just creating certain things. And when they go back live to try to perform it, no, they don't. It doesn't sound good. It doesn't work for them. Mm -hmm. So it's so easy. And I, when I when I say that, it's just easy because everybody can do it. When you say a, mm -hmm. a, a, a business reach where everybody can become an artist, mm -hmm. then you know that is a standard. Mm -hmm. If you right. have music sense, common sense, mm -hmm. understanding, you're going to realize that it has to be a certain standard for everybody can do that. Yeah. And that's why I say the standard, it has to be where it's here, where it used to be, where you have to have talent to reach that standard now. It's not there. Yeah. And are we talking lyrically and the rhythms also, both, each one, which one are we really speaking about here? Say this again. Are we speaking about the lyrical content or the actual beats? Which one are we speaking um, about? I'm thinking, no, I would say, the and, and I'm not going to say it's a lyrical content because when I listen to a lot of these artists, they, mm -hmm. because a lot of people misunderstand the lyrics are, are <laughs> I would put it now, are have talent. Got you. Because everybody can put words together, man. Come on. Yeah. That's the easiest thing. Mm -hmm. Talent is when put words together, deliver. There's more to, to just that. Mm -hmm. You understand? Yeah. Not to mention the beat. The beat, I like some of the beats, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Some beats I hear, I like them. Good. It's not that I, I hate these beats. No. Because remember, in, in the 90s, you have beats like Flex. Mm -hmm. those, those wasn't dancehall. Mm-hmm. Zara Rose in my garden, pretty little flower. Those was, that, that was totally different from what was going on. So the type of different beat was all, always there. Yeah. So I don't have a problem with some of these beats. When I hear them, I like them. But I just think it's too much when it's when everybody have the same beat and then everybody sound the same way. Yeah. And everybody singing about the same thing. Mm -hmm. And everybody have the same look because... You have to have a spliff in one hand and you have to have a drink in the next hand. And everybody doing the same thing. So how is it that going to be special? That can't be special. Yeah. You're right. You know, you're, you're, you're just, it's just another thing. So it's not there. So everybody is on that level and doing well on their level. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong now. You know, they're doing well there. Mm -hmm. On their level. Three things. Good, better, best. Got you. How simple it is? Yeah. Good, better, so best. That's good. Mm -hmm. Some people is better at better. Some people is best at best. Mm -hmm. Okay. Totally understand. 100%. Since we're talking about new sound and everything, you have a new EPO called Bodywork, produced with your longtime collaborator. We're talking about Lenky that produced Diwali here. Talk about why would you even, for somebody like you that has such a crazy catalog of music, all right? We're in 2020. What still inspires you to put out a body of work like Body Work? Where did that come no, from? Put it this way. For the past maybe almost eight, nine years, I've been, um, I'd say no, active back in, in studios and recording. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. when I decided to close off Manchester Fiesta in 2013, mm -hmm. that was the last Manchester Fiesta I kept. And I went to Panama and I did a song called Bambalam. Mm -hmm. Very huge song in the Zumba world. Yes. Big underground song that is super big in Zumba. Okay. And not people wouldn't understand and know that. They, 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 it's like, what do you mean? Yeah. But if you go on YouTube and put in Bambalam Janaliki, you're going to see hundreds of videos with people all over the world. Your old people, people in, in um, you call those, those, those deep Europe, some far places, yeah. just dancing the song. So, or you explain something like that now. A talented artist who've done so much body of work, but yet still came back out seriously with a song called Bambalam and song did so well because Zumba heard the song and wanted it for their compilation. This is not we just playing in a on a on a, a CD and everybody working out a Zumba to it. No, the official Zumba company licensed the song. This is crazy. Bambalam. So anybody can go put in Bambalam. A lot of people might know about it. Bambalam, yeah. Bambalam, Bambalam. Shake up your bum, titty, Bambalam, Bambalam. Yes. Very energetic dance mm -hmm. song. Mm -hmm. And I, I can remember, I count 300 videos. I had 300 videos on, on a playlist yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple of years ago on YouTube with that song alone. Mm -hmm. And I can't I can tell you there was maybe much more. So I made that impact again. Came out, did a song, published a call that, you know, Zumba interested in the song, blah, blah, blah. So what does go to show? Come on. I mean, it, it, it's a 90s dancer artist who, who is, you know, had so much hit in the 90s and still come and made an impact in 2013 mm -hmm. with a, a, a song like that. What if Zumba took, took it to a movie stage? What if it, it moved now? Then... You know, what, what if some one of those artists heard it and say, yo, I need to do a remix with this. Then everybody would be, whoa, and getting excited because we're, you know, we're tapping into your frequency now. Mm -hmm. You understand? But I did something like that and made mm -hmm. such a big buzz with Zumba. Yeah. You know? And then I'm there. Then I did a song called No Afraid Now. Mm-hmm. Afraid of them, are we afraid of them, but no, so we're not afraid of them. No, no, took me back now in the hardcore thing now. So they, all the sound them now. So I said, wait. And that is one of, what today was one of my most dub songs. Okay. Most songs that I do dub for is not afraid right now. And the Jack Snow Cone um, production yes. rhythm, yeah? Mm -hmm. So me making those impact, 2013, Bambalam, 2014, not afraid. Come on. If 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 I was the person who have the hype and the clout around me, you you put you put the sense, you put the the, the puzzle together now. Yeah. yeah. If I had the clout and the 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 this and the hype and the hype and all kind of hype, with those two songs, I would be right up there again. Yeah. If you understand what I mean. One hundred percent. And then now I came back again. Now I did a song called Feeling Irie. Mm -hmm. That's your one drop. 
the one drop before I did the combination with the, the, the combination with um, Taurus Riley. Yep. That was buzzing in, in Europe when that came out. Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to get, I'm saying that to get to this now. That mm -hmm. um, it just goes to show that I don't, I don't feel like giving up. I don't feel that way. When I deliver a song now, I still sound like I'm up to whatever time it is mm -hmm. happening. Because when you listen to body work, and body work goes to show where a lot of young youth asking, which artist is this? See Lenky. And Lenky said, generally agree. He said, generally agree. Like, they can understand because I remember, you know, it's how my sound in the song. Yeah. If you listen to body work, it sound fresh. It sounds so energetic. It sound like something going on now. So that's the type of person and artist I am. You understand? Mm -hmm. and, and those things inspire me. So I know I still have a certain fight. I have so many songs. I have some songs that I don't really drop them yet, man. When, when I'm, the right time is the right time. And I'm just keeping them for the right time. Well, right now, I'm just teasing them. I'm just doing like this. Okay, that's the frequency. I can tap in on those frequencies too. Yeah. Because enough people don't understand frequency. Frequency in music is different from you just DJing. Mm -hmm. You will be DJing. No one's still saying and we don't even on about saying, uh-uh, one day you will, be, you will still be there. Yeah. To the day. But when you understand frequency, you can know that you can go, where back your body, where back your body, how you doing it, you're doing it, good, good, and, you, and you're in no frequency. Mm -hmm. So you're... You so, couldn't picture something like, think about 1992 with Granny. And body work. There's no way, not even a general degree in 1992 could not pitch your body work in 2020. That's impossible because they're so far apart. All right. But yet still, this song, Body Work, created so much buzz for the past two months with, the other day with everybody saying, yo, oh, no degree, someone, something, well, someone, free. Oh, that's all everybody's saying. Yeah. And I'm like, but remember, this is my style, but remember it too, you know, this style of DJ is different. If you listen bam balam, bam balam is the same thing. Yeah. If you listen to me, if you listen, cartoon kara is the same energy. It's different beats. Mm -hmm. Is the beats gonna make you your flow a little different? But the, the type of DJing is not there different. Yeah, 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 yeah. The same energy I put in the song, the same excitement. Yeah. Yeah, you get me? So people 100%. don't understand that the style is not really changed. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little flow. It's like a swing with, a, with, a, with staying with the frequency. Because that's the frequency you have to be into to catch these ears now, the now ears. Yeah. You're right. And it's a body of work too. So where could they actually check out the body? Because I know it's actually, there's six tracks. Three of them are songs, but three are actually instrumental. Yeah, songs. it's the rhythm of the songs. Yeah, that's Lenky. You know, he does his instrumental thing. So it's um, Bodywork, Miss Good Girl, Miss mm -hmm. Good Girl, and Waganis. Yes. Miss Good Girl is going to be like the second single. Mm -hmm. um, the video is going to be done um, this month, October. Mm -hmm. So hopefully the end of this month, it will be out. Um, it's going to be a, a, a medley between Bodywork and Miss Good Girl. Got you. Uh, so people could look out for that. It's just to introduce that people know it's me, that people see me now. You know, new look, no platinum here again, different thing. You know what yeah. I mean? I said it's a different me, energetic same way, everything. Yeah. And so much other thing coming at you. Just remember that. Just remember. We have 
God's willing, man, we have so much things, man. It's just, I don't believe in, okay, I'm from the 90s. Ah, no, 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 no. I don't know don't what that is. That is not. Yeah. If you're still living and you still have it in you to give, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you Sorry? continue? If you're still living and it's in you to give, why wouldn't you continue to give it to them? You understand? Yeah, and, 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 and remember, it's a trick, the music. If you notice, when I, you notice I talk about frequency. If you notice, I use certain things saying and people because that is what I learn. And these things has been embedded in me from the time when I was telling Danny Brown what to do, or I was telling Lenky what to do, because that is where you tap into something that you you know that when you're doing something wrong or when you're not into that certain realm, some people still stuck to that. I know because I produce too. So yeah. I, when I hear artists, I know that artists could, can do better. I know that artists can go there. I, I'm, I'm one of those artists. When I can't find the lead of a song, I sing in the harmony. Got you. When the, the, the root is too low. Mm-hmm. When the root is too high, I find the harmony note and I DJ on the harmony note. Got so, you. So people don't understand my style of DJing is different. Mm-hmm. And as much as I say this now, a lot of people still can't understand how you do that. Because, because it's technical. You're talking in real technical terms. Okay. So mm-hmm. that's what I do. I DJ. So that's why I'm so melodic. That's why I sing with these type of way, this, you know, this type of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's why I can say, work, make your body, work, make your body. And you're doing it, you're doing it. Good, good. And you're doing it, you're doing it. Real good. You know, and, and still the sound and still just fitting it going on and I'm here. look I, I know what, exactly what I'm doing that is why these young uh, you know chaps been asking which artist is this you're the man sound man yeah you know and I'm just smiling to myself and say because that, that's what I do man I, I understand frequency you get it where could they actually pick up this LP where is it streaming and stuff where could they EP, listen to it EP, it's, 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 on, it's online you could check out um, body work right now online. Uh, Lenky just told me that um, it's on a chart. I don't know which chart is on yet, but it went on a chart somewhere. Uh, I'll get more information. Mm-hmm. Over a week now, he told me that. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's everywhere. And I'm on social media, general degree one, the number one. So mm-hmm. when you go there, you can follow and see stuff. And um, I have other stuff out. I have a there's a track all called What's the Move? It's an EDM kind of thing with DJ Henry Fong from California. But okay. in the song, you're not going to hear a general degree voice. My sample voice is in the song. That is why my credit name is on the song. So when you hear move to the bass and I move to the drum in this, this um, what do you call it, filtered voice. Yeah. That's my, but it's filtered. So you're not going to he- notice that, hear that it's me. But I still get credit to be in the song. And this, this this song is out now. This version is out. Uh on Fire is out as a another EDM type of beat. Mm-hmm. A new song is coming out called Fine One with me and Drax Africa. They are from Zambia, Africa. Yeah. Twin twin brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did a, a, re, a remix of a song with them. And it's a nice song. That, so that song will be coming out as a combination. Mm-hmm. And I have so much other things coming at them. <laughs> At this point in your career, it just seems like you're you're not concerned with 
being number one, being the most recognized. You're yeah. just concerned with having fun and putting out whatever right. you right. feel like putting put it, out. Put it this way. From years ago, mm -hmm. I'm not concerned about being number one. From even in the hit times, in the, even in the traffic, whatever time you want to put it, mm -hmm. I'm just being me. I don't care. I don't go places and hear my song play. I never used to go to a party and hear none of my song play because I don't party. So I don't know <laughs> what it is to hear my song out there. Yeah. If I don't see some video or hear, or hear something, I don't know. Mm -hmm. One time I ever go somewhere and say, when I hold tonight playing at a pyjama party uptown, years ago in that time. So then, this is where the interview comes to an end, but we cannot end this interview without me asking you for an epic medley, Mr. Degree. Can we please get a medley from you? Ah, mm-hmm, May I go tell you some things, a whole heap of things. A bag of things, a crocus bag of things. We are gonna chat some things. We're gonna hear some things. A bag of things, a crocus bag of things. All of the girl them who know say them got it. Show me a signal from you a wapi de. Suit when you in a city boot with him a chide. Kwam, ya girl. She know you tell door up must hear less. She lucky de. Now man I give your number but you dash away. You know each up at the same place every Saturday. Kwam, ya girl. Hey, mm, and she want a man in her life. A man fi makes you feel nice. You hear? Ah, boy, she want to feel nice. The same for Miss Adrita, right? Whoa, whoa, Miss Adrita, nice. They are for the girl, them. Do it nice already, and she come back again. Miss Adrita, nice. They are for the girl, them. I know that. I know that. Hey, you think it a go go so when I hold you tonight? I go and do all of the things where you like. So you can stay there. Don't believe me. Give me the chance I go and do it, make you say. One, you a boom. Two, you a boom, boom. Three, four, you a boom down the place, boom. You have my heart agreed, bodum, 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 bodum. Aha, yeah, I wear me, I wear me, say, hey, I wear me, I wear me, I wear yeah, 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 yeah. Where the traffic stop are there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where the traffic block are there? Yeah, 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 traffic blocking. Yalla come down in our tents and stocking. Watch out them ear style whopping, whopping. And the dress code ever shocking, shocking. Zero. I know this beautiful girl named Faye. She came to check me while I was at work one day. She said, degree, I know that you're a musician. Won't you introduce me to the boys in your band? I said, meet my drummer and my guitarist. Here is my bassist and my vocalist. But when I introduce a girl to my pianist, she said, degree, you know I got to. She said, she want the pianist. She said, she Need the pianist, I say pim pi pi pam all night long. She want the pianist to play your favorite song, pim pi pi song all night long. She want the pianist to play your favorite. I could a who say, Granny no miserable. If you're living with your granny, you eat on granny too. A who say, Granny no love the cousin, for me, granny, she cost me everything. Granny, stop palaring out me name. We, 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 wheelie. Brap, brap. That's Double. what you call a medley. And again, we probably touched probably four, no, not even so much, 1.2% of your catalog yeah, right yeah. there. Oh, my God, man. There, there, there is so much, there is so much other songs. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's just crazy. Yeah. You know? Degree? But I want, people, I want people to know that we still have, you could still check out all my new songs then. Feeling Irish, la 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 la. Sing it if you're feeling happy, cha la 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 la. Let me hear it from the rude boy, Parsi. Cha la 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 la. 
All my beautiful ladies. La 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 la. Sing it if you're feeling up. Afraid them all, we afraid of them, but no, so we no afraid of them. Got the power side, so we no fear the dirty nigga them. Afraid them all, we afraid of them. No, we no afraid of them. Why them all, we follow, why we dress up and fear for them. Boy, who da, who da, who da, who da, and sit around and get a bit rude. Big man in a body, but you are picking it, one go suck your soda. Who tell if they come in a chest, what's the triangle, then a Bermuda, pass a play. Come in a space, man, I go run from no intruder. Balava, leng, baluba, just a come down, down a rover. Pick up them lips, I like a bullet from the German Luca. Jump off the scuba diving, we no afraid of Barracuda, shark. We still a swing of Cuba. Afraid them all, we afraid of them, but now so we no afraid of them. Hey, bambalam, 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 shake up your bum, titty, bambalam. Girl, you so, ada, we bambalam, we be, another, another. Well, next, you go. What, 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 now? Yeah. Yeah, but let um, say something. And you see, as I said, body work, we have to try to promote body work now. And body work is a, one of those fitness songs. Mm -hmm. And we just want people to know that we're still active because... The, the difference between me you now when me a DJ you now, me you now tired. Me can't get tired for DJ you know? mm -hmm. like this. You know? Me can't DJ for so a rhythm and it it goes on forever. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm glad some me, me, me conquer that because that is what real DJs, you know, yeah. you know, you know, you know, you know, you know not knocking nobody else because you have some artists like a Masika. I I rate Masika for sure. Masika, Masika, remind me of. Young me are that type of DJ, mm -hmm. the type of DJ that range, high range, and you know, that's a attack the thing. Yeah, so read us like him. Yeah, wow, this conversation, boss, epic. There's certain stuff you spoke about that I had no idea about, even though we've been through the journey from the very first degree, we've been hearing you from the bus granny. And even before that, that was cool. But there were certain little intricate details I had no idea about. I mean, especially yeah. that madhouse, that madhouse journey there, what you're telling me, no idea. Yeah, man, we're a little We don't really talk until it needs to be addressed properly because, yeah, we don't want people to not knowing the real truth. I really how it go. Yeah. And you know, that's how it go. And even the Garnet Sills situation where I introduced Garnet to Steel and Cleave, then people needed to know stuff like those, you know. Yeah. Um I had no idea. None. Right I think the song, the song that uh just came up to mind. Um life is a moment in space when the dream is gone. It's alone. If you can remember, that was Garnet Silk first um cover song that he did with Steel and Cleave. And that was one of his and, uh, very early productions. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that was a song that I love very much. That I, I forced Garner to sing that song. And Crazy. he ended up singing for Steel and Cleave with him. And yeah. yeah, I don't think he did another cover like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> General yeah. Degree, you're a national treasure when it comes to this entertainment business, this music business. And it's like, again, until you, it's because you said you're not running down the hype the clout. It's like a lot of times people forget, say, yo, listen, this is really a column here that done a lot of work in the business to who you <laughs> see is running down the hype and running down the clout. It's just, you like to relax, put out your music, do crazy numbers, and we take it from there. Yeah, we we, we, we make our music speak for us. We don't we don't talk about certain things. And yeah. when, it's, when it's showtime, acting time, we, we'll do that. But, yeah. you know, when it's time to you know, be normal and get, you know, just be a normal person. We can do that. Too. That's yeah. what we like to do, you know? Perfect. Thank you. Leave some contact info where they could check out some stuff you have going on before I get you out of here. All right. Well, as I said, Instagram is is is, is really the, 
you know, the, the place that you could really know what's going on for general degree. General degree one mm-hmm. is the number one. Um, and that you can get all information there, whether dub, whether, you know, anything, features, everything what to do with um up. You could, you know, you could make the link, you'll see all the contact numbers mm-hmm. and stuff. DM doesn't matter. We see some we see things and we hear things too. So yeah. information is there for us though to get so that's my main thing general degree bookings is an email mm-hmm. um yeah and just look out for um some stuff um money language ep that came out last year there was so much distraction for that ep yeah um and i did two videos from that ep that hasn't t- come out as yet okay yeah so sure. we have a remix doing for two songs money language and in a bed which is the two songs that has was was video Mm-hmm. So we're doing a, a remix, you know, chill and get it new, you know, fresh them up. Then we're going to drop it with the video. So people could look out for that project. Yeah. Also, and as I said, we have new things that are just piling up. Uh, it's so, it so much, man. <laughs> Degree. It's been an epic conversation. Thank you so very much. And again, we will stay in contact. So anything you have coming out, I'll do my part on my side and we'll continue to keep this rolling right here. But thank you so very much yes, again man. for this conversation. Let me give you an outro and get you out. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. Well, you're welcome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle, and this has been another Two Line Music Cuts Entertainment Report podcast. And we are out. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusicut.com.